Do you find yourself jumping from site to site or wading through thousands of search results to find answers about God's Word and His creation? Well, no more. SearchCreation.org brings the top creation and apologetic websites together into one search engine while ignoring the thousands of sites that push lies and half-truths. So if you have questions about molecular chemistry, deep space, dinosaurs, or how to defend your faith in a godless world, visit us at searchcreation.org. Hey guys, Eric Hoven here with creationtoday.org. I get the privilege of doing an exclusive interview with Wanda Harding, 20 years in aerospace engineering. I got to hear about you. First of all, thank you for joining me. And thank you so much for having me here. Tell me a little bit about your career. I love this kind well, of stuff. Well, I had the opportunity to start working with NASA back in the mid-90s. Um, started off with the International Space Station program and then moved on to our Launch Services program. Opportunity to witness the launch and engaging with scientists who are sending satellites to places like Mars, oh Earth-observing satellites, those who are studying interstellar boundaries. It was just, it's been a, an amazing journey. No kidding. And so it's been a very exciting um, career that I've had. And you showed fortunate. me a picture and I'm kind of jealous because she showed me a picture of you with the Curiosity rover. And that to me probably was one of the most exciting times I had with NASA working, knowing that you're sending something not necessarily just off the planet, but to another planet. <laughs> and then when it gets to that other planet, it's able to just explore and do things that we have yet to send humans off to do. Wow. Um, it's very cool. Okay, now you are also a believer in Christ. Very much so. All right, so I got to ask, is Very there a conflict so. between working with science, the facts that we have, and your relationship with Christ? For me, it's not. And I say it's um, no different than anyone working in any other industry, whether it's construction, the legal field, uh, politics. If your faith is grounded, then the sole reason you do anything you do is to the glory of God. But it seems like today they're trying to say that science and religion can't mix. And to me, that's kind of misleading. Mm. Uh, when you think about it, science more or less is just the discovery of what God has already put into place. That's the way I look at it. You're observing and predicting the processes of, that are going on with nature. Uh, some may elaborate a little bit more on that definition. And then when you think about religion, well, I have issues with that word as well because it's too you know, rigid or structured. But what they're trying to say is that if you focus on the science, the books, you can't really tie that to faith because the tangible evidence, if right. you will, is not necessarily, or at least they don't think it's there. Right. They try to ignore, okay, let me get, let me throw out the Bill Nye quote that went crazy on YouTube, has millions of views. Bill Nye said, I say to the grown-ups, if you want to deny evolution and live in your world that's completely inconsistent with the world we observe, that's fine. But don't make your kids do it because we need them. We need scientifically literate voters and taxpayers for the future. We need engineers that can build stuff and solve problems. So when you hear a quote like that, and then you think about those who talk about the miracle that happened in an operating room, where you have a doctor that actually prayed before going into the surgery, or you hear about some new um, discovery or feat that's happened, and they recognize that, you know what, I couldn't have done this on my own. I disagree that you separate logic or knowledge just because you have faith or just because you're a believer. Okay. Wanda Harding, 20 years of experience in aerospace engineering. Do you deny evolution? 
I believe that God created and put everything here on purpose, deliberately. He designed it. It's to his glory. Okay, true or false? All right. Science, the facts that we have, and Christianity don't go together. They're opposed to each other. No, I believe that the facts substantiate what we're able to observe as believers, mm. as what God has put in place, what he's ordered. Okay, so false on that one. Okay, try this one. Uh, science, the facts, and the evolution theory. I'll, I call it a worldview because yeah. it really encompasses a lot, but the evolution, worldview, and science. Do they fit together? Does, it, does science confirm this? I think a lot of people would like for science to confirm it, but the more you dig into it, um, recognizing in some regards that there's probability tied to it, that counters the facts and the order that's discovered. And, you know, it, the findings basically point to something that's a lot more ordered and less random mm. than what evolution leads you to believe, or even in the concept of the Big Bang, which has a premise of random. Yes. Um, you, you want to rationalize it if you don't believe in God, and it's a struggle. So you work with engineering and designing and organizing things so that we can go explore a totally unorganized world according to the evolution worldview. Is that kind of how you have to put it? And, but you're relying on very organized laws of physics yes. and aerodynamics and thermodynamics to do this. So you follow, it's, yeah. it's kind of an interesting challenge and you know, I, I think it fits not only just in our engineering world, but pretty much any industry would, if someone would try to justify it, it's kind of a hard, hard sell. That's a hard sell, isn't it? It's a hard sell. All right, you spent 20 years in aerospace engineering and God put a book on your heart recently. And I've got it right here. It is off the press. This is incredible. It's absolutely beautiful. When I consider God's amazing universe, and this is obviously a children's book. Now, you said it's more than a children's book to you. It's a, a little one's book. It's a little one's book. Tell me about it. And the reason I call it a little one's book, it's so, I love the way God just orchestrates and organizes everything. But the book is based on Psalm 83, mm. uh, the verse where David says, when I consider, and it's like he looks up and he goes, wow, this is, I can't believe he put all this together. Yeah. But Psalm 82, the verse right before it, talks about out of the mouths of babes and infants. And wow. it was almost as though God was saying, this is the group that I need you to share the story um, at an early enough age so that as they're growing, they can recognize that not only, you know, did I bless them with a home or with food, with family, but when they look up, they mm. know that I'm there as well. Well, it is, it is absolutely beautiful and it's filled with scripture and you, you're really, you're, it seems to me, when I look through this, it seems to me like you're trying to pass your love of what God has done on to the next generation. And that is exactly what I'm doing. It's almost as though the scriptures just speak to you mm. and invite you to um, observe and recognize that even though you can see the beauty of his creation and everything that he's done, he wants you to see a little bit closer because it's not only that he's done all this greatness, but he's done it to get your attention because he loves you so much. And that is incredible right there. If When we look up, just like David in Psalm 83 there, we really should see the glory of yes. God, exactly what David saw. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Hey, this book is available. You can get it at the Creation Store. You can get it at Amazon.com. There are, if you want to have 
you're willing to try you you're down here in Pensacola visiting people I but am. you're not I do from have here. family no actually I live in Maryland now okay but um, as you noted the book is available in various venues and we're just excited when I say we I, I speaking of myself and my family uh, but we're just excited to have this opportunity and are praying that the families who have an opportunity to read the book or the little ones I love that word the ones, but the yes. little ones who read it and um, take it in, mm. we'll be able to appreciate that, you know, God loves me and, yes. you know, even as the adults share with their children, they're able to point back and say, well, it's one more step to it because he loves you, but he also loved you enough to set up a path for salvation. And so the beauty of whatever God created points back to his son. The heart of Christ, suffer the little ones to come unto me. If you're involved with little ones, whether that's a little one as a grandchild or a son or a daughter or at church, if you're involved, man, get when I consider the heavens and start encouraging the little ones to see God as the creator of everything. Battleship Apologetics, this season on Creation Today starting August 20th at creationtoday.org.